Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A note here, but uh, really kind of weird to see this story this morning. Baltimore Ravens outside linebacker Jalen Ferguson died at the age of 26 today. That is tragic. Uh, he uh, passed away uh, after, uh, I guess, collapsing uh, last night late, and the medics were called, and he was at his house, and uh, th- this is not considered to be foul play. Uh, there were no signs of trauma either, so um, they're going to look into uh, how and why this happened, but obviously it's sad. I mean, this is a 26-year-old man who participated in all the team's offseason practices, uh, had worked hard to be in great shape, uh, according to those around him. He had three children, two daughters, and a son, all under the age of five. That is sad. Rest in peace, Jalen Ferguson. I hate to hear that. Um, never know. Never know. All right, moving forward. Uh, you saw Gronk retired. Damn it, man. Yes, but you saw Schefter's tweet this morning about no, that? No, I didn't. I was driving. Okay, so he talked to, I think, Ravel. Uh, not Ravel. Um, Doesn't matter. He talked to somebody. Who's his agent? You know, The guy mm-hmm. with the slick hair oh yeah and uh he told him he wouldn't be surprised that if brady called in the middle of the season said we need you that he would dress and play that he would not continue through with the retirement so this sounds like once again he wants to play like the roger clemens schedule from yesteryear where he would sign with the astros or the yankees in june pitch by july and then he'd go through to the end you're gonna need yeah rosenthal rosenthal okay so that's fine but um I would say then that um, you got to keep yourself in better shape than you were the last time he called. Because when he came back, those first five games, he was dreadful. And then he took off once he got himself in shape and obviously had himself a great year. And then we know, you know, obviously the Super Bowl year, all that's true. But you got to be in tip-top, ready-to-roll shape, not that my feet are in cement shape. My guess would be he would know that by now. And and yeah, having been through it experience-wise. But then also, there was a, a video that went viral of him in a barbershop in Tampa leaving, and there was a dad and his son that were there, and they were asking him, you know, are you going to come back? This is like two, two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, yeah, I'll be back. I, I'm just going to, you know, Tom made us wait, so I'm going to make him wait now, too. And then he started laughing, and, and he walked out of the, the barbershop. So this might be a part of the play. He's like, I don't want to do training camp. I don't want to. If I play 15 games or 12 games, mm-hmm. that's much better for me than playing 17. Uh, it was, I wish you would just say that. I mean, I, not not publicly, but, you know, tell the team and everything else, hey, look, I don't have it in me to play uh, 17 games. I got it in me to play 10, 9. Whatever. In a way, it's it's consistent. It's what he did with the Patriots. He never really intended to be retired that year that he was sitting out from the Patriots. He just wanted to wait for his opportunity. Where is Tom Brady going or where am I going to power play my way out of New England too? Because he didn't give him a choice. He said, you're going to trade me to Tampa Bay or you're going to eat the remainder of my dead money on the cap. So that's what they did. Worked out well. It did. All right. So now I don't want, know what to make of the settlement situation in Cleveland. Remember when I told you that if I were uh, conducting uh, the PR efforts in the case of Deshaun Watson, that the first thing I would do is have him hold a press conference, admit to his, uh, at the very least, abhorrent behavior and entitlement, and then apologize and pay those women a bunch of money and make it go away and then come back and play football? 
And even though that that's ugly and makes you feel creepy and uh, a little slimy, that we're talking about the world of uh, big-time pro football and contracts and PR. And sometimes you have to, in those moments, work with people that you absolutely loathe. So I would take it on as a badge of honor almost in order to do this. But first, you'd have to own it. Like, if you want to put anything in the rear view, not that it's ever going to look good, not that it's ever going to be pretty, not that I'm condoning any of it, but there is this effort of a guy trying to play football again and make, you know, 200 plus million dollars in guaranteed money from the Cleveland Browns, who were crazy enough, I guess, to sign him and not really worry about the repercussions of all that or the backlash. Okay, in that world, what would you do to begin the rehabilitation process to get back on the field as soon as possible, as we're not sitting over here aging on our couch, but rather getting something out of what we still have left in the tank, making uh, and maximizing our, maximizing our profits, and then also, uh, obviously, for Cleveland, the Browns' sake, uh, getting him on the field to win games as soon as possible. How does that work? Well, to me, you would have to find a way to make all of the cases go away, and that is to say, A, you would only sign him if you knew he wasn't going to be charged criminally. Civilly, you can deal with. Criminally, you're going to have a problem on your hands. So if you're an organization, you say, all right, it doesn't look like they're going to bring criminal charges for sexual assault against him. All right, let's just say that's what you find out. And you're debating internally, do we sign this guy? Because we know that when he does play, he's a top five quarterback in the league. All right. So are we desperate enough? We haven't won anything. Our fan base is passionate and angry and they want to win. And Baker Mayfield sucks and we know it. What are we going to do? Well, do we dare sign Deshaun Watson? All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Tom, the only way we're going to sign Deshaun Watson is if I know that dude's not going to jail. All right, let's first find that out. Okay, good. He's not going to jail? Great. The league's going to suspend him. Yes, I know that. They'll suspend him for what? Eight months to a year? Okay, got it. We can deal with that. All right, what else has to happen? Well, these cases have to be done with. That's what has to happen. So this is ugly, but Deshaun, if I'm paying you $200 million, take $30 million of that and let's pay these ladies off so that they're done talking and we're moving forward. And it's hideous and you can think what you want. And I'm not talking about judgment, moral or otherwise. I'm talking about what you do as a PR firm, an agent, and in this case, an individual, what you do to move forward with the rest of your career. That's what you would do. So why is it then that 20 of the 24 are settled? We still got the four. This is a problem. We're trying to put stuff in the rear view. This isn't, doesn't seem like a good deal to me. This doesn't seem like what you do. You get all 24 or you keep working. We don't announce, 20, like, what's the difference, 2017? No, like, you've just signaled to the four that, listen, if they want to drive the price up, if they if they even have a price, yeah, they might they want to go to court. Through. They may want to file, yes. And good for them yeah, if that's no, the case. If he's guilty, of course, all yeah. of that's true. Yes, we're not. Dirt bags, we know this is abhorrent, all of it. But I'm talking about it from yeah. the team standpoint, the agent standpoint, the PR standpoint, the individual standpoint. What are you doing? You got to have all 24. You don't leave four just hanging around out here. That's not good news for you. No, I'm trying to think of an equivalent in uh, a much less heinous setting. It would be like a free agent, right? And uh, you are a team that is trying to negotiate with a receiver, and there are three other receivers in the league who are comparable to you, right. they've all signed for ridiculous amounts of money. And the team's like, oh, well, you know, then we're going to have to pay him more. And I think, you know, uh, we want Mike Evans back. And I see the deal that uh, this guy got or that guy got. And they're record-setting deals. I guess that means that we need to make him the highest-paid receiver in football. And you're the general manager saying this. Your owner would right. call you and say, what are you doing? Why would you do that? You're giving him all the leverage in the world now to sign for more. In this case, 
don't announce the 20 or 20. Like, it's almost like they thought it would be a positive story. Like it's a, nuts to me. A human it's... interest story for him, his camp. All right. So if there's a settlement and it appears that there is okay of 20 of the 24, just like bet this for a second, those settlements aren't for nothing. Right. I mean, he, so, so those women, I don't know what they'll get, but let's just, just, just say for argument's sake, they each get a million dollars, whatever, $20 million to part with. Okay. So everybody gets a million dollars. Part of that, if you take the money, if you agree to take the money and no longer pursue this, okay is that you're bought off. You can't talk about it anymore. That is a legal arrangement, right? That's the settlement. You can't talk about this anymore. And then the beauty of a settlement like that is that Deshaun Watson does not want to have to talk about this. Of course he doesn't, but it's all he's going to get asked about unless it's in the rear view. So what he can then say is, I'm not allowed to talk about it. That's part of the settlement. Sorry, I'd love to tell you. I'd love you to give you my side of the story. I'm just not allowed. I can't do that. Sorry, guys. I'd really like to answer. He can always deflect, always. So it's a win-win if that happens. But you gotta have all twenty-four or twenty-five, whatever it's up to now. You can't have twenty, right? Because you could ask him about the other four <laughs> yeah. or five, and, and they the, can keep talking. But the thing at where I think they're just screwed here, and and good. I hope Cleveland is screwed. Is it sounds like there were more coming after the twenty-four, like there were more, and and that was reported as recently as a week or two ago that there might be another wave yes. of people. Mm -hmm. Like, wasn't it more than 10 more were coming forward? Like, because it was just on the heels of you having a segment saying, is there anybody else? And we find out there might be a lot more other people. Even if there's not, even if there's not, if those four women that are still out there that have not agreed to this settlement and want to pursue it and go to trial and they can, uh, then that is something that looms for 2023. That's the conversation. Busby acknowledged that, the attorney acknowledged that, that it would be in 2023, that perhaps they would move forward uh, and go to trial in, in August of 2023. When is this guy going to play? Right, exactly. Now, again. No, it, to me, it sounds like this round of settlements is to try and put pressure on the league to let him play in 2022. Which is just, I don't think that if happen. If you're the league, you have to say, until this wraps criminally, or in this case, the trial in civilly, yeah. I we can't act. We're waiting for the legal process to run its course. Which in this case would allow them to play this season. If that's what the league says, they can't suspend them while they're waiting. Can't do that. So it's either he violated player conduct policy Which now he, or right, right, right. That's that's the hard part here. Now, I agree with you that the league might still suspend him anyway and say, well, for these 20 things that you settled, clearly it was not nothing. 20 people, Deshaun, 20 <laughs> people. You know, you're out 10 games. You're out of eight months. You're out of full season, whatever it is. And then they could double whammy if the trial comes to bear and, and uh, a civil jury uh, rules in the favor of any one of these plaintiffs. I mean, yeah. You could yeah. see where he gets double suspended. Well, that's what I'm point. saying. He looks like it's going to happen on both ends here for him uh, in, in a bad way. But that's what I'm saying about this. It's like, look, you're going to get you're going to get it from the NFL, and then obviously you're going to be doling out tons of cash. And there's these other four things. I mean, this doesn't make any sense. Why did they announce it? Yeah, my point is, I think they his camp thinks, which is they're stupid, is is part of it. But his camp thinks that the NFL now is going to have their hands tied and have to let him play this year because if there's not a trial, think about what they're framing. If there's not a trial till August 2023 and there are 20 settlements, what are we doing, guys? Three games max, four games max. Yeah. Use the Jameis thing as, as precedent or whatever. It, it's an interesting story. I just, when I read that and then saw it again this morning, I went, what are they doing, man? The, the whole deal, 
And it, 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 the only reason I'm circling back to it is because we did talk about it publicly it, that whether or not Deshaun Watson plays football this year, was it the right move for the Cleveland Browns? Everybody's got an opinion on that. We talked about it before. But I said at the end of the day, if we're going to be callous and remove uh, the, the, the uglier aspects of this case, uh, and we're all grown-ups here. We know what that is. If you're just trying to move forward and play football, and again, understanding those other things are more important. But if you're just trying to move forward and play football, if you're him, if you're the organization, you're his agent, whatever, man, you gotta you gotta pay off those women, apologize, and let's go. Almost like the day the announcement. Well, you couldn't do it then, but whatever press conference you'd be willing to 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 have in which you acknowledge your uh, uh, abhorrent behavior and then to pay off or whatever. I, I'm sure your attorneys would tell you not to do that, but either way. So here's the question I would ask about what Cleveland did is, is it worth it no matter what? Because if he's suspended without pay by the league, then you don't owe him a cent. You've signed a five-year fully guaranteed contract. So is it worth taking a swing at the fences here if you're Cleveland, even if you get two Clearly years? Clearly they decided yes. But in your opinion, I'm saying, oh. if you get two years out of him or three years out of him, and you know that you were going backwards as a franchise. You had this little blip mm -hmm. where you're in the game in the second half with Kansas City two years ago in the playoffs mm -hmm. and a 50-50 call, you kind of got screwed on. So there goes your chance because after that, it's been hell. Yeah, hell well, par Earth. partly because Baker's not good enough and B, uh, he alienated a lot of his teammates in the locker room oh. and C, he got hurt. And the greatest receiving core, as it was uh. said to be for about 10 minutes, was terrible. Mm -hmm. So what do you do now? Well, do you double down and take a shot because you've got Chubb and others in the backfield well, and you've you got, got Miles Garrett on the defensive yeah, line? Yeah, you have a window right now to win. You do. Right. They have a good roster. So is it worth it from a GM's perspective to say, well, who's the best player I can get? It's well, Deshaun they, Watson and there's not even anybody else in the conversation. Let's take a crack at it and see if he's going to be eligible to play. Per Graziano, under the new collective bargaining agreement, any recommendation the NFL makes about discipline for Watson, be it a fine, a suspension, or both, would then go forward uh, before retired U.S. District Judge Sue Robinson, who serves as a jointly appointed, appointed NFL and NFLPA discipline officer. I'm sure they're thrilled that it's a woman that's ahead of the discipline. Uh, Robinson is likely to conduct her own hearing involving an interview with Watson and other witnesses. This means even once the league makes a decision on whether and how to discipline Watson, the process may take a while to resolve. And this is not what Cleveland wants to hear. And this is the, the gamble, right? Like how long? Well, but what's interesting, yes, what they would worry about in that situation is would it happen in December? Like what <laughs> would we have would we have progress for three months here as a franchise? And then in week 14, you're gonna bring the band hammer down? Yeah. Because he was eligible to play all of last year. It's not like he was suspended by the league. That was a situation with the Texans. He could have played the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. I, I so I if nothing <laughs> changes, he can play in the preseason, he can play in the regular season until whatever ruling comes down. It's ongoing. I, I would have uh, remedied this with the all 24 if I could have. And if I couldn't, I wouldn't have made any sort of an announcement. Hey, guys, we got some to agree. <laughs> great, great. What about the others? No? Well, that's where the uh, the Saul Goodman comes out. He's like, well, so what They we report the 20? If it's 100 k a piece, that's, you know, $2 million. And so what the other two want, the other four want, Five million yeah, a piece. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Let's move this thing Let's along. Go. What? Yes. Let's what set I, a number. Let's set the what market. What is the number? 
sure, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying before. It's like it's an ugly side of all this, and I even feel ugly talking about it sometimes. But it's like if you're just talking about that guy playing football again, it's got to be that this is all settled, and how quickly can we make that happen, whatever those numbers are. Let's go. I've got $200 million coming. I want to play football. I want to make that money. All right, I got to part with $50 million? Okay, that's better than prison. It's better than what I was looking at before. Let's go. And let's make sure that uh, his ACL gets destroyed in the first week of the season and everybody wins. <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply in the college world series double elimination round three to nothing oklahoma go sinners Tonight, I believe. Do we have that second game tonight? Yeah. Arkansas and Ole Miss. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Well, admittedly, my interest is waning, although I will pull for you. But uh, Notre Dame had me locked in. Now that they're out, good. We can get on with the getting. You were rooting for them to get out, right? Yeah, I was rooting for them to lose. Sure. A, I hate Notre Dame. Uh, in virtually all aspects. Uh, so I, I was fine with that. And then, and then B, I wanted to get on to negotiate with our new coach. Want to get, get the process going here, baby. Let's go. Let's lock that in so that we can all just make a turn here to FSU football. It's close now. I mean, when I talk about the dates to where your mind will be perpetually thinking about football, that's July. That's what July represents. That's two Fridays away. I know it's the 22nd today, right? Yeah, so we're yeah. already, I mean, yep. here we are. Here we go. Here we go. Like, the only thing that happens this time of year, well, you get you get excited about the British Open, which they call it the Open, but I refuse to. It's the British Open. Anyhow, um, the point would be that is coming up, and I get excited about that. And, you know, football. Camps and stuff. <laughs> I get excited about that. But we go to uh, Charlotte in July, so it, it really kind of begins in earnest at that point. It's a couple of days. I, you know, I don't need to spend more time covering ACC football, but it's such a it's such a grind for those two days because you get one for the Atlantic, and it's like you need to get as much content as possible in a six-hour period of time. Yes, you do. We're going to be on hustle. Radio Row, buddy. We're going to be doing that. We're going to be locking it in, having some fun. Yeah, it's a hustle. It is a hustle, but it's always fun to see everybody kind of talk about the teams and the uh, prospects for the league and what's going to happen next. Every now and then you walk out of there and somebody introduced an interesting uh, anecdote or talking point or something of that ilk. And so I, you know, I look forward to it. Plus there are a lot of people that go to that event that uh, do real good work that I enjoy their company. And we all go out for cold ones afterwards and have a great conversation. I saw while I was away and I have not had the opportunity uh, to talk on this yet, uh, but I guess I should acknowledge it certainly. And um, I, you and I have had conversations off the air about it. And I know that Aslan interviewed him. So uh uh, was a, a chance uh, certainly for Warchant to provide some content here, introducing him 
to to the fan base. But uh, Florida State now has a new play-by-play man. Uh, I have not uh, I have not had a chance. Again, I was away on the beach at a concert, driving in this morning. I have not watched that. I have not talked to this individual. It, Jeff Colhane is that his name? Jeff Colhane is the new play-by-play announcer. Now, what FSU did is open this up uh, to a larger role. Uh, it is not just that uh, you are the play-by-play or voice of the Seminoles. Um, that is that is now going to be Jeff Colhane. He replaces Gene Deckeroff. Uh, that was announced, I think, yesterday uh, or or Monday. Um, but but you know he he's excited, obviously, as one would be. Uh, but you've got a lot more to do now. Um, it beyond just being uh, a play-by-play man. I think he's the kind of the director of uh, of yeah. media operations. There, right? That's right. Yes. Yeah. So it's a full gig. That is a full gig. It's different. Uh, Gene Deckeroff was kind of the last of a dying breed. I've said that before. Broadcasting has taken a different turn. There are a lot more uh, things that are involved now in, in the broadcasting industry, whether it's a talk show like this or anything else. You know, it's it's changed a lot. Um, and I think that the, the people that come down the pike in the future for any job like this at other locations, unless you're working for, say, the Minnesota Twins or the, you know, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that is your job, right? You're going to have to do a lot more uh, in order to be uh, the voice of, uh, in this case, Florida State or anybody else uh, or anywhere else. So um, that's that's a young man's game, man. Uh, that's that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, wish him well. Wish him well. I haven't met him yet. It's like know. beat reporting almost. You're, just, you're always there. You're always working. Now, he's the director of operations, but then also he's doing – Football, men's basketball, the same that Gene Deckerhoff was doing. That does give you a window. If you've got other stuff, you can work remotely. But it's it's a grind. I mean, it starts in earnest. I would think you're going to see a lot more of him. And I don't mean this in a bad way about Gene. But I would think you're going to see a lot more of him day to day. you got to get to know this program. Like camp, you're going to have to really immerse yourself to get to know what this program's all about. Gene has the, Deckerhoff had the connections for years and years where he could check out a practice here and there. He knows the players. He knows that William Floyd obviously is greatly uh, connected to the program and understands what he needs to do. And that'll be the case for this year for, for Jeff, but you've got to know your market. So we're going to see a lot of him. I would think at all the practices. Yeah. And you're coming from North Dakota state. So uh, while they were extremely successful, as we well know um, that the FCS level, uh, extremely successful to say the least, uh, he, you know, it, it, it's not a nothing program. I don't mean it that way, but it, it could be further from Florida state. And that, that'll be interesting. One thing it, it seemed like, because I watched some of his tape to get a sense of what he'd sound like. And Corey has a good article about, you know, following the legend of Gene Deckerhoff and how we've had coaches do it recently in the last 10, 12 years. But it's really hard to do when it's a broadcaster that you're following because they hit deeper than a coach does because they're they're you. They're the extension of you, the bridge between you and the games. And everybody loved Gene. Like at the end of Bobby's time, there was a divided camp. Maybe some people were ready for him to go. I don't know any. That we're ready for Bobby Bowden to retire. I know oh, you don't no, know anybody. I don't, nobody who was ready, <laughs> but I feel like some people were. Eleven the same way. Gene's approval rating, Deckerhoff's, is much higher than those two coaches at the time that they left. So it's really difficult. But anyway, listening to his clips, one of his catchphrases I think needs to get the axe right away. I know. I gotta get. I'm gonna get home it's, today and listen to it. I, it's my oh my, no sir. Oh, Mick Huber's oh my. Yeah, no, you don't want anything close to that. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. I understand it's artistic and everybody has their own angle and you don't really, if you're a slash, you don't talk to edge and say, you need to do something differently, but uh, <laughs> they might. 
My, oh, my. (laughs) Got to go. Got to go. Well, I'm sure he has to sit down and self-scout and recalculate and do all those things that you would anytime you're taking over a new gig. Uh, Yeah, you got to know where you are. Got to know who uh, it even sounds. Who he's you're like, talking to? My, oh my! I'm like, no, no, no! Nope, nope. Oh my! That's yeah, too. That's too way close. too close. Yeah, yeah. Um, wish him and it'll be a pleasure to know him. I, I, I do think that again, this is a a, a more modern uh, approach uh, with what Florida State did here, and and bringing in a guy that is not just now the voice of Florida State football, uh, but a guy who's got a whole lot of other duties, and uh, that means. Um, there are a lot of people. I can tell you now. I can, I, I can just tell you. I don't know that I would have gotten the job or not, but I, I wouldn't have applied for this job. Um, not just because I didn't want it, um, but but also because um, when you find out when you're th- that that it's not just the announcing, it's all this other stuff. Uh, no, 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 no. Agreed. Well, it's I, I, I could have had Ben uh, Ben what's his name's voice from the Braves Network, and I wouldn't have, like that's just. I have a better. I got a better gig. It's this one. Yeah, no, I'm already doing half of that. Uh, Right, right, like you do that. Plus, then you've got to be on Mm. on game days at that level, that consistently. No, sir. Yeah, he has to oversee the other broadcasts on campus as well. The ACC Network Plus games, baseball, softball. He'll have to all that stuff. Oh hell no! That sounds like affiliate relations and sales too. It's a lot of affiliate relationships and sales, and a lot of days spent. I mean, working real like eighteen-hour days, and all for the honor of being able to do play-by-play so, on Saturdays in the fall. Uh, production, talent, and sales yeah. at the same time. Yes. Oh no! You had a window. Oh, buddy! You had a window into Let that me tell hell. You. you had a window into that hell. I hope you have a favorite spirit, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean a ghost. Oh my God! Yeah, Tom Casper. That's- uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chan TV. Celebrating all things, uh, War Chan TV. Celebrate that. Uh, like, subscribe, all those good things. All right. So, thanks, Preston. You uh, you uh, you hit on something here that I, I do want to talk about. Jeff, college sportsbook question. Do you have a team in college football that is supposed to suck but could wildly exceed expectations. And then he goes on to say, oddly enough, I really like Kansas over two and a half wins. Transfers galore and four offensive linemen back. I'm with you on the over, but they're not going to wildly exceed expectations, Preston. I have them on the over as well. In fact, that's a bet that's going to be on the college sports book. I haven't done it yet, but I'll give you guys, my local people, a little inside loving. Hey, now. Phrasing, Cameron, phrasing. Is there another kind? kiss on the cheek uh so so here you go yeah i'm gonna give you that i'm gonna give you that i too am on the over there uh and i i like kansas improved at the end of last year in fact i was reading Conley's stuff about this and you know he always points out when he previewed the acc he did this he's previewed now if you guys want to look at it i don't work for espn but it is a good read espn.com uh, in the uh, plus section there, you get the Atlantic and the Coastal previews already in the books. Plus, uh, the SP Plus projections are out for every team in college football. So you can go look at that stuff and and read all of that and kind of work that into, typically I do, I work that into along with a whole lot of other metrics and deciding where my preseason bets are going to go. Um, but because you can't pay attention to everything, um, 
you need somebody who covers the conference, for example, to give you a good write-up on, say, uh, Oregon State in the Pac-12, where you'd go, eh, how many people did they lose? Did they lose anybody to injury? Who's the Pac- who, Who's the guy that covers Oregon State? I'll go read his stuff. So anyway, when you're doing this, that's what you want to do. You want to glean as much information as possible. We want to be as informed as possible before we make our preseason bets and decide, lock it in, going with the over. Kansas at two and a half. Now, I'll tell you what. You think we're depressed half the time. Imagine having an SP plus rank and going into the season of 109th. That's Kansas. Well, in, in on top of that, they have not, I believe I read this earlier, um, they haven't had better than a than 100th in S&P Plus since 2013. So they've been outside the top 100 teams to play college football annually for almost 10 years. That's a long time. And the Power Five, like that's a real university. What are we doing? Well, sucking is the answer. Mangino proved it can be more. Yeah, they. Uh, I think they will be better, and I would. Uh, I would tell you that again. Wildly exceed expectations. Nah, exceed expectations of two and a half. Yeah, I'll take the over. I'll take three. Wouldn't wildly exceed expectations be four and eight? Right. Yes. I've got their schedule. Can we get to four? Can we get to four? I don't know. Just looking at it, I'm not so sure. Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles to start the season. That's a win. Okay, they better be because if we're going on the over, they got to win that one. They got to win that one. Better be is right. At West Virginia, game two. Loss. At Houston, game three. Jesus. That's a loss. Uh, They host Duke. They can win that game. That's a biggie. They can win that game. Saturday, September 24th, sir. Then they play Iowa State. They're going to lose that one. Well, the great Matt Campbell surely can't lose that game. TCU loss at Oklahoma. Uh, do you recall um, they led 17 to 14 against Oklahoma in the fourth quarter Bro. last year? They will not beat Oklahoma, but they did lead Oklahoma in the fourth quarter last year. Tom. Yes, that's where the TCU game. They've done it to TCU as well. Yes, they have. And that's well, why they actually in Lawrence. TCU, if you remember. Yes, in Lawrence. So that's why that game maybe, maybe. But at Oklahoma, no way. No not, way. not in Norman. No. At Baylor, no. No. By week, they host Oklahoma State. No. At Texas Tech. No. Texas in Lawrence. Now, they have a habit of beating Texas, but no. In Lawrence, yeah. No. Penultimate week of the yeah. season. In Lawrence. Oh, God, we got to go to Lawrence. Yeah. The boredom. <laughs> the, the boredom of Lawrence. And at Kansas State. Right, you're feeling two there, aren't you? Two and ten. It's tough. I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go over the two and a half. They'll they'll upset somebody. They'll get a win in there. Uh, Jalen Daniels is a good quarterback. Uh, Maybe at the end of last year he was. They showed promise. They had the 57-56 win over Texas. By the way, score 57 points, Tom. Come on now, it's Kansas. Uh, they nearly beat TCU, as you pointed out. They nearly beat West Virginia. They lost 31-28 and 34-28. They, they have, uh, they're moving in the right direction. By the way, do you remember, and I'll always remember, I think you will too, just like I remember your Tennessee-Florida wager with the fourth down conversion and the 98-yard drive in a game that was already decided that pass after pass was being completed, much to your chagrin, mm-hmm. third and 18, fourth and 20, 
yeah. I think was in there. Was that a fourth and 20? Uh, fourth and 17? It might have been fourth and goal from the 20. Something crazy. Something crazy. Like yeah. Quarter of the end zone, the whole thing. Yeah. Or fourth and 15 from the 25 and they <laughs> scored a touchdown. It's something It's something like that, though. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. One well, the... we both know when the other is on the wrong end of a bad beat. And you recall the kid returning the punt uh against or the yeah. kickoff, the kickoff against you were, you were with your father and you said something extremely vile and your father was like whoa you wagered on that one did you well it I, was in your living room somebody tackle that mf yeah is what i said yeah yeah at the top because button. it was the slowest kick return for it touchdown was the in history thing i've ever seen it was fcs east he's against still Florida running State. he's it, still running i i couldn't believe it it was the dynasty oh, 14 when they had the kid who's got 50 speed <laughs> yeah He's got 50 speed, and he runs back a kickoff for a touchdown. You're like, nobody's going to catch I him? I was in awe as I watched that thing happen. Uh, it was just dumbfounding. And ever since that's happened, I'm like, oh, man, I should hate Kansas for life. But I kind of admired that that kid refused to go down. Refused to go down. You got me hunting now for the Tennessee-Florida. The drive chart? Yeah, I'm, I'm hunting. The drive chart is all time Because they had two 95-yard drives and a quarter. So did you did you chuckle? Let's segue to this before we end up with probables later. Did you chuckle when Brooks made the announcement or when that thing came down? Because we chuckle. just talked. You and I just talked about it on Monday, and I brought up that I thought he was leaving. Chuckle, not necessarily, but... Um... So, you know, what? I was disappointed. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I was disappointed. I figured you might be, but I, I think it's perfectly in line with the personality uh i also think it is um i mean they have created a league of douchery in a way that you could not even imagine i mean taylor gooch patrick reed kevin knob bryson dechambeau answer kepka johnson i mean this is a list of people that are loathed the world over one would think too that the amount of money that they had to have offered brooks and or chase i think that might play into this obviously <laughs> no 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 that they paid chase in the first place yeah tells me that this might have been a package deal Sure, uh, but the amount of money they had to pay for him to go buddy up with Bryson, I think, is interesting. You've seen the tweets that are hilarious. Bryson kissing oh, Brooks. Yes, uh, yeah. I believe Matthew. Matthew, sent me well done. Yes. That is that is so good. Um, by the way, it makes me laugh. They're still trying. Like they're like everybody ready for Portland. Here's the field: James Piot, Chase Kepka, Turk Pettit. Turk, I like Turk Pettit. I could make that up if I said to you. So Gergelson is not yet in the live tour. Gergelson is not there yet, Tom. That will happen. They'll get Gergelson soon. Well, enough. he's an alternate. I think he's third Ger alternate. But yeah. if, but by the way, so beyond Gergelson, this guy I just told you about, Turk Pettit. If I told you there was a golfer uh, that they bought to to bring in here for the Portland field, Turk Pettit, you'd be like, Jeff, stop making stuff up. I believe that's uh, Turk Petit. Turk Pettit. We're going with Turk Pettit. Thanks, Turk. Uh, Adrian. Otaguay, uh, Sihan Kim, Fakara. Whoa, made you nervous. Yep, Kongwadami, Hini. <laughs> hey, man, I barely know you. Hini Duplessis, uh, Lori Cantor, Wade Ormsby. This is the field guy. Wade Ormsby. Ormsby, that's, that's the guy's name. This is the field guy. Call your local state farm agent, Wade, Wade Ormsby. <laughs> Uh, Hideki Tinahara, Yuki Inamori, uh, Bernard Weisberger. You know Weisberger? Yeah. Burnt. Yeah. B-E-R-N-D. Uh, yeah. 
burned. Tallahassee's own Hudson Swafford. Way to go, Hudson. Hudson took the cash. Yeah. Scott Vincent. Reisuke Kinoshita. I nailed that one. This sounds like a world baseball classic, probable. Sam Horsefield. Phil Mickelson. <laughs> Suddenly he sounds less prestigious in the midst of all these names, doesn't he? Yes. They all do. Kevin uh, Patrick Reed. Taylor Gooch, Sergio Garcia, Richard Bland, Matt Jones, Sean Norris. There you go. The photo of Brooks and Bryson is now up. That's good. Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson. There's your field. Yeah, it's a great field. Well, here's the thing. I'm disappointed in Brooks, not for the obvious reason, but we've had this talk about going to live and, and what it means and, and the low-hanging fruit that picking on the golfers is, which you can, and rightly so. Just, I think you should pick on everybody up and down the ladder that's involved with this stuff. But uh, I'm disappointed because he said, and, and he was adamant about it, that yes, he, he was. he's got to work to be to be better in regular tournament events. Yes. And he's got to be more competitive. He took the easy way out. He, he was, quit. He quit. He quit. He wasn't having fun because it was too hard. He'd rather be comfortable than good. He doesn't have to try hard to beat that field. Well, and also they're going to be joined by more. I think there are more coming. Well, there's three more coming that, that we know of. But right now it's a who's who who is, uh, didn't matter. Uh, it's, a, it's a group of guys that weren't going to matter in the very near future who were whose game was falling off a cliff and they decided to take the money. Right? I, I don't think it's going to be all the way like that. Abraham Answer is a good young player. We'll see if uh, the Chileans defect. There's, there's talk that Neiman may go. Neiman's a good young player. And Hovland, there's some rumors that Hovland might go. So if you get a few of these guys, now you're moving towards the PGA having to go through a reconciliation process, which is, which is here, here are the changes that we're going to make. You guys can go play your stupid live thing, and then you can come back and play the tour. That's what it's going to be in the end, I think. That's what they're attempting uh, for it to be. It will be interesting to see if some of the – because you're getting now a lot of the tour players that decided to be loyal to the tour because it's made up of – you know the tour is actually – the USGA is, is, are the players. That, that's what they are, right? It's, it's, that's, it's, uh, the PGA, PGA yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, is it's the players. 200 or so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, that group, uh, that is now beginning to get very, very vocal. Um, those guys may say, no, 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 we don't, no, you can't. Now it could be so much pressure ends up building to where they will have to incorporate. It them. sounds like the way that this is working is these players are being offered more and more and they're deciding this is going, to, we can take this and circle back and play the PGA they think they anyway. Will be, that's what they think is going to so happen. So I don't want to be the guy who gets left out because watch, you know, somebody who is adamant like Brooks, like JT won't, but maybe speed, somebody like that. Let's just say it's somebody speed on that won't. level says, well, I mean, Jesus, you know, this is the PGA's answer is to do these loaded tournaments and they don't really give us the status we're looking for. All right, I'll go over and then we'll swing right around. We'll come back to the PGA. Because the majors are going to let us play in them anyway, the non-PGA champions. Well, I always thought Brooks was a candidate uh, to be this kind of a whore because he is. And then B, I also thought he didn't care about the PGA Tour. Never did. Uh, he that's he showed blatant disinterest on a week-to-week -week basis, which was something we talked about all the time. Uh, I think the regrettable uh, action here, well, there's several things I find regrettable. But if we're just going to keep it surface level, I'll say this. Uh, don't do the stupid uh, dog and pony show the uh, nonsense you did last week. Well, why are we talking about this? What are we doing? You're, you're putting shade on the U.S. Open. I love the U.S. Open. The more you talk about live golf, the more legs they get. 
what the hell you were going to do long before you sat up there at that press conference. Nonsense. Well, he also, he also, him and Dustin Johnson both vehemently stated they were staying and that they had no interest. I mean, hell, Dustin Johnson sent out a press release on a Wednesday when nobody even asked him to, just to tell everybody how much uh, loyalty and dedication he had to the PGA Tour. Why? Why'd you do that? Maybe they tried to power play and get some of the concessions to be made earlier. Either way, look, I'll grant you that this is objectively disappointing for Brooks, uh, for those who support Brooks. Um, but he's always also been somebody who thinks he's smarter than he actually is. Oh, that's for sure. And this is one of those times. Now, does it change the fact that, you know, if he's in a major and he's coming down the stretch, and I'll be pulling for him in, in many circumstances because he, I, I just appreciate the toughness that he has in those moments. I wish he was tougher about this. He wasn't. But I'm also going to keep my stance for him that I had for Bland or Holter or McDowell or anybody else, not Phil. Phil's C-Wan, a special kind. Siwon Kim. Well, he wasn't getting paid a hundred million dollars. Like I'm not going to begrudge a player for taking the same money that the PGA will take from sponsors who do business and endorse Saudi Arabia. Stop it! It's a double freaking standard. Sure, and I can't stand that. The FedEx Cup. FedEx is investing $400 million Correct. of their yeah. own money into the Saudi economy. Their money they're investing into you Saudi Arabia. I agree that the larger conversation is filled with talks of the gray area, nuance, and everything else. I don't disagree with that. These guys are clowns, and they behaved like clowns. That's the problem. Clowns. Yes. Disingenuous, Rory's right, duplicitous, clowns. Oh. Liars, cheat, you name it, cross the board. Yes, they did. Asshats, never root for him again. I hope he never wins another tournament. Um, and I didn't like him to begin with, but so are these corporate heads that Aaron and talk with Jim Nance for 15 minutes that they get on the, th- in the fourth uh, round of a given tournament. I'm not rooting for them either. I'm telling you. No, but I'm saying we put aside that clownishness and watch the RBC or watch the FedEx Cup, and we don't ask the same questions. No, and that's, the, that's well, annoying to me because then it's disingenuous yeah. on our side. Well, we don't have time <laughs> to, to go into this <laughs> given the clock. Uh, I, I think you're wrong there, but Again, we have seven minutes left in the show. We will do this on our uh, uh, bellying up at some point if we ever. We need to. But we also need to look really closely at who is uh, posting the bellying up. Like the, the the pod people, do they work with the Saudis? Because if so, we're done. <laughs> I don't really think. I don't know about that shirt you're wearing. And No, I'm wearing a Nike shirt. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, you're making my point. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> we're seven minutes. Let's let's do we want to do probables here. We got time. All right, go fire it up. It's time for how you say with the pitching uh, probables. What's going on? No, I had it up that it pulled off. Went no. Again, phrasing Jeff. I'm well aware. It's because it's housed in Saudi Arabia. They're like, screw you, Google. (laughs) I'm sure they do plenty of business over there. Here we go. Finally got him. Matt Strohs, they're already in the third. It's four to nothing. Houston. Toronto. Oh, starters. Yeah, you need those. Carlos Carrasco and Luis Garcia. Blue Jays, White Sox. Why the computer got crazy on me. One to nothing, by the way. Toronto leads the White Sox. Ross Stripling, Lucas Chilito. Phillies, Rangers, Zach Wheeler, John Gray. D-backs, Padres, Madison Bumgarner, and Mike Clevenger. Dodgers, Reds, Tyler Anderson, Luis Castillo, Rockies, Marlins, that's Chad Cool, who, of course, is having himself a good year, Pablo Lopez, Nats, Orioles, Patrick Corbin, Tyler Wells. Pirates don't know who's going to start, but lately they've been kicking the hell out of the Cubs, which is a good thing. 
Keegan Thompson will start for the Cubs. Tigers, Red Sox, Tariq Skubal, Michael Waka. Yankees, Rays, Jordan Montgomery, Shane Baz. Giants, Braves, Carlos Rodon and Charlie Morton. Martin! Guardians, Twins, Tristan McKenzie, Sonny Gray. Cardinals, Brewers, Adam Wainwright, Eric Lauer, Mariners, Athletics, George Kirby and Paul Blackburn, Royals, Angels, Daniel Lynch, Shohei Atani. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. I got to do, you know what? Speaking of which, it'll be fun. Uh, uh, tonight is the PGA Tour show that I do with my good friend, FSU golf coach Trey Jones. We will have have, have that discussion. I'm very interested. I am too. I'm too. He he's, was just at his wedding. He understands the global nature of these things. So I'd be very interested to hear his, well, he his perspective. He's got no love for Liv. Uh, he's already told me that. But he also um, talked about something a lot of people have talked about, which I think is the more interesting thing to our listeners, which is that there will be forthcoming changes to the PJ Tour. That's one thing that will happen with this. And they've been terrible about this. Yeah, so yeah I think they're going to they're gonna handle that better now because they're forced to. I, I do agree with that. Good work out of you. Good work, Matthew. Be well, everybody. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Take care. Thank you.